Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast featuring the Crop Doctors. Good morning again from the Mississippi Row Crop Short Course in Starkville. Tom and I are here with one of our platinum level sponsors, the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. We have a couple of old friends representing Farm Bureau this morning, sitting down to talk with us, Mr. Craig Hankins and, and Andy Whittington. Good to see y'all guys. Great Good to morning. be here. Worked with Craig for a number of years. How long did you work for Extension, Craig? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. I would have said eight, so I would have been... That's close. I would have been close. I wouldn't have had a guess. Uh, I don't know what would have made me say eight, but that would have that eight was my guess. Craig lives in Leland. I guess your address, Leland? Mm-hmm. I knew it's, it's Leland area. And Andy, where do you live? I live in Brandon. Originally from New Albany and moved to Brandon. Andy and I have have a connection. One of the, the guys that used to work in our program is related to Andy. So Andy and I have gotten to know one another pretty well over the years. We appreciate y'all taking time out of your morning and sitting down and, and talking with us. So why don't y'all just take a few minutes and everybody knows about Farm Bureau, but just tell folks kind of what y'all do for Farm Bureau and then the, the type of things that our growers, services our growers could utilize with Farm Bureau. I've been at Farm Bureau about 15 years and I do environmental and regulatory affairs. So obviously I get to work with, with you guys and uh, use the expertise that you have. Y'all, y'all make me much better at my job. I've been here Two years. I'm the uh, regional manager, kind of in that uh, what we call Region One, that that mid to northern Delta to area. And also recently, I've I've uh, taken over the uh, commodity work for cotton, rice, and soybean uh, commodities. So to me, it kind of kind of meshes well coming out of Extension. You know, almost a hundred years ago now, Farm Bureau was was born out of the Extension service. So that kind of was a a pretty pretty good segue uh, for me and. Uh, being able to, to take that that over uh, to Farm Bureau and really, you know, my job is to is to kind of be the boots on the ground, grassroots uh, level, take those issues from growers to, to somebody like Andy at the state level that that's going to uh, put those those issues forward with in the right hands of folks that can take care of it. Neither one of us work for an insurance company. That's the first question. We, <laughs> that's Very the first, first question we get is the insurance company was born from the Farm Bureau. Uh, was back in a time when farmers were having trouble getting getting uh, insurance because it was such a hazardous occupation. The insurance was originally a member benefit of uh, of being in the Farm Bureau, the advocacy organization, and uh, it split off. And now we work for the nonprofit farm side of Farm Bureau. And I think that's the main thing that people associate Farm Bureau with people that are not involved in agriculture anyway they see the you know commercials on tv or they have their own personal insurance through farm bureau but it's much much more than that both at the state level and then at the the national level as well well and i think y'all should highlight moving into the winter season right now we have those commodity meetings that typically occur in jackson do you want to give our listeners some of those dates and some of the particular content that'll be covered at those meetings Getting close to time for our winter commodity conference. We'll be having that January 24th and 25th at our state office in Jackson. Uh, the 24th, we'll start off with the the livestock uh, side of things. That that night, we'll do our legislative reception. Then the next day, we'll get into the row crop commodities uh, on the 25th. And typically, from those meetings, uh, we will source different issues that have arisen. Uh, 
where we may or may not have a policy stance and, and we'll ask for direction from our members and uh, all of our policies grassroots generated so we don't work on anything that our members don't don't give us direction on and uh, we'll take those forward and from from those early commodity meetings those uh, policy issues will go before our resolutions committee in November and then they will hopefully be passed at our December uh, convention which we just finished yesterday we got in the car and drove straight over here to this meeting. And we appreciate it. <laughs> oh, this is this is one of the best meetings that I will attend all year. Well, and it's kind of a bit of a reunion since we didn't have it in 2020. It's really nice to see the some faces again because it's been a while since we've seen some of these folks. So y'all mentioned your, your meeting, and y'all got a pretty big anniversary coming up in 2022. One of y'all just mentioned some of the things surrounding that. That's right. We'll be 100 years old in 2022. So uh, we've got a lot of stuff planned throughout the year. A, a, a big summer celebration we'll have down on the coast in the summer uh, with a lot of our uh, uh, groups, leadership groups that, w- that we have within Farm Bureau having their annual conference there. Then we'll do our uh, normal convention uh, in Jackson that first week of December just before y'all's row crop short course. Uh, we'll have uh, we'll be doing a, a trade show there at the, the Trade Mart in Jackson, a livestock show uh, in conjunction with that. Also have a lot of activities, really more of a uh, kind of a just celebrating 100 years of agriculture and 100 years of faith, family, and farm bureau is what, what we're, our tagline is for, for that uh, convention. So really looking for a, a just get everybody rejuvenated, coming out of, con- of coronavirus, just getting everybody back. Uh, celebrating agriculture, something for the whole family, just a, a big celebration. I think that name is is fantastic, or at least the the title that you're going to give to that is pretty important and definitely important for farmers to consider how all of that interacts and how Farm Bureau serves their needs. And then, of course, you know, how our, our close working relationship with Farm Bureau, which is something I think we all cherish because it's really important to have close working partners on some of these issues. Andy and I have had conversations, him collecting information from us and helping him, but then it's a two-way street, too. I I can find out some stuff from him with some issues that come up with herbicides and and different things that I don't have another mechanism for for finding out that information. Andy, give folks over the past, I don't know, five or ten years, just highlight a couple of success stories uh, that Farm Bureau has had. You know, one of mine that's near and dear to me is uh, the work we did with the pollinator stewardship uh, issues. And uh, we're a general farm organization. We represent 17 different commodities. So so we have row crop producers as well as beekeepers that sit on our committees. So it gave us a little unique perspective to approach EPA and try and find a solution to some of these uh, issues with bees. Uh, we were able to get people to the table and, and come together and, and try and find a solution, understanding that there were things that were not going to be agreed upon. But let's figure out what those things are that we do agree on and work on those and, and try to get to a better place. And I feel like I feel like we've made a lot of headway uh, between the, the grower community and, and the beekeeper community doing that. that so that was 
that was a very successful, I felt like a very successful uh, endeavor that we took part in working with some of the water issues over in the Delta with the, uh, with the metering program. I think we've uh, helped MDEQ build a database uh, that's second to none in the country as, as far as water use and uh, using that information to, to work on irrigation management practices and, and conservation practices in water. So uh, that's a couple of, of the bigger ones that we've addressed. We still, there are a lot of things that we still have a lot of work to do on feral hogs being one. That's a constant battle that we're going to fight. And, and then, you know, the biggest problem I think that we have in agriculture is, is we have a wonderful story to tell, and sometimes we're not the best people. We're not the best in the world at telling our story. And the people that make the decisions that affect what farmers do on a day-to-day basis have no connection to it. So if the, the people that at EPA in, in Washington are probably not familiar with the uh, – with with the challenges that we have in Mississippi, and you know, it's our job to to go to them and say, "Here's why this will work. Here's why this won't work," and, and be able to communicate. And one of one of the great things that we we do is we we have a great boss in and Mr. Uh, Mike McCormick, who allows us to uh, to interact with with these people and. Uh, gives us a lot of flexibility and one thing he loves to do is showcase Mississippi so we will do several tours with uh, EPA and uh, some of those people we love to get them down here put them in a truck drive them around and and let them see what's going on in Mississippi. Where can folks go if you're not involved in Farm Bureau where can they go to find out the the programs that y'all offered and then the the things that they can realize from Farm Bureau too? like anybody else, we've got a website you can go and check out. You can, I think now we've got the, the opportunity to buy a membership through the website. We've also, of course, social media. We're on we're on all social media platforms as well with links to 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 find out you know what we're about, who our uh, state governing body is, our state board, uh, other folks that are on staff like Andy and I. There's a farm bureau in every county, so you can reach out to your county farm bureau. We certainly appreciate y'all coming over this morning and, and sitting out and talking with us. And we, the sponsorship, for sure, I mean, that really helps this meeting go on. And, and But then, too, we appreciate the relationship that us with Mississippi State have with Farm Bureau. And I think that's been a, a really good working relationship, or at least it has in my experience the time that I've been here. So just an extra special thank you to you guys for that. Yeah, we, we really appreciate the continued relationship with Mississippi State, Mississippi State University, and the Extension Service. I think that's important and definitely something that, that will continue long into the future. We appreciate you having us. And uh, like I said, this is a great meeting. We, we appreciate the opportunity to come and, uh, and learn. And we'll take the, the research and, and education that Mississippi State Extension provides is is valuable to all of our farmers and we hope to pass that along as well thanks guys the mississippi crop situation podcast is a production of mississippi state university extension 